Hi, I'm Sophie. Hi, I'm Paul. And we are SP Film Viewers. And today, for the third film of Hitchcock Months, we are going to be talking about Vertigo. So I, I have to kind of confess, I am actually really enjoying this these, month. These Hitchcock films. Yeah. yeah, actually more than the Monster March. And I don't know if that's an insult or if that's... <laughs> Not not necessarily, no. I, I understand it's easier to relate to people, I guess, rather than trying to, like, oh, there's a monster, uh, you know. I think it just kind of, with the Monster March one, there was, they were all the same, whereas there was a lot of versatileness to these films. Yeah. They're not, they're not all linked in the same kind of predictable. Oh, no, of course not, no. It's tales of different persuasions. So let's jump into Vertigo. We get that. Jump in, yeah, because like, of heights and if you... Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Crickets. So the opening credits yeah. had, to me, which is weird because I've never watched a James Bond film. I don't know where... You must have seen, got some inkling of the thing. I don't know if you just mean the the very intro where he's like, walking along and then turns and shoots at the, the screen and then it turns red. And, the circle as well, like yeah. that that symbol. So obviously, like uh, yeah, I kind of see what you mean. It's weird how certain things I'm aware of, even though I haven't actually even watched the film. Mm-hmm. Also picked up on maybe at the beginning-ish, <laughs> like an LA noir kind of feel to like when they were driving in the car. Okay, almost like you were doing a, a mission in the game, like follow that yeah. person, yeah. I think because obviously it's set kind of in the same era and he was a detective and it's like that kind of that detective yeah. clue picking <laughs> up things and it just made me think of that straight away. It, yeah. So obviously you've got your main man, which obviously Hitchcock really, really likes him because he's had him in Rear Window as well. He's done a fair few other ones as well. I he's really like... really strong character in this as well. He Everything he plays is strong, I yeah. think. There's not been a film as of yet, and I've only seen three, but that I haven't liked him in. Yeah. Like, comparing him, uh, you can't even compare him to Adam Sandler, but, you know, like, you kind of get a feel of an actor. Like, you know, like, Jennifer Aniston, you know that the roles that she'll play, and Uh you quite like the characters she always plays. So that, you can just like, yeah, this is her. Yeah. But this, this is him, and it, and it just works. Yeah. Yeah. If the, I'm glad yeah. you just read my mind then. Okay. So, I did also write that is somewhat hurt again initially at the beginning of the <laughs> of the scene. Not quite as badly done to as he is in Rear Window, but yeah. <laughs> and that there's another blonde lady that is acquainted somewhat with Midge. Yeah. yeah. She's she's quite what I'd class as goofy back then, I guess. Yeah, quirky, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, like she looks a little bit nerdy. Yeah. Like not you. Perfect, pristine yeah. kind of mm-hmm. what we get to later on. Later yeah. on, so obviously the reason why the title is called Vertigo is because his main leading man experiences vertigo at a really poor <laughs> time. Well, yeah, <laughs> having what's called acrophobia, which leads to vertigo, which means like the dizziness of looking down at something when you're really high up. Mm. And I'm sort of I don't get that bad when I look down because I'm not very good with heights myself. But I don't get that level of like, oh my gosh, you know, like gonna pass out, yeah, kind, kind of thing. thing or anything like that. No, no but it's I, terrifying. 
kind of could relate to him when he was going up the step ladders. Like the third step for mm-hmm. me, because I'm quite small, I do feel like I'm quite high up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it is a bit daunting, like oh, the third right. run okay. on a ladder for me. So okay. I, get, I understand where he's coming from completely. God forbid you go on fourth, fifth step <laughs> on a big ladder. <laughs> no, somebody would have to be holding the ladder at least, watching over me. Yeah. So Midge calls him, oh, Johnny. Yeah, yeah. So he's called John, but acquaintances call him Scotty. I don't get that because that's not his name. So it's like, why, where does that come from? It's not like it's even an abbreviation. Yeah, yeah like James, Jimmy or... Or maybe Jonathan, like... I don't know, maybe that's like acquaintance of calling Jonathan, but anyways, this acquaintance asks him to basically go and stalk his wife because she's not, she keeps having these moments where she's drifting off and forgetting things and is a bit worried about her. Obviously, she's a pretty blonde lady again. She's very pretty, but still no Grace Kelly pretty. She's still in the number one spot. Yeah, (laughs) by far. But they kind of seem to glamorise this one a little bit more, like with the lighting. And you said it was a bit like a softbox, is that right? Yeah. When you're doing photography stuff. And like they try to do like portrait kind of... Yeah, when she goes in at one angle, she's kind of like literally like doing a side angle pose. Yeah. They also did quite clever lighting skills. I don't know if you noticed, like... When they started to talk a little bit about something and it got a little bit seedy and a bit dark, the actual film was get the lighting was mm. getting darker and yeah. darker and darker. Yeah. So I quite liked that because it's kind of building the atmosphere with the lighting. Seemed to do that quite a bit in certain scenarios. Yeah. Also, when you first meet this lady, it kind of is a darkened kind of edge, like kind of panning focused on her. Yeah. So she, you're kind of looking like the rest of it's not as in focus and it's more she's like in main... What, you mean in the bit where she's like the back and turns and she's in the green dress yeah. and everybody else is obviously like in normal bland grey greys and stuff and black suit attire where she's kind of like this is you know, the centre of attention. There. Yeah, the green seems to also be yeah. a common theme throughout for this lady. Green got... car and various other things that happen throughout the film. But to... Lighting as well. There was certain, especially like there was when he follows her to the grave. There's that was a haunting quality to the lighting in that. It's almost Mm. like that's almost like a a dream state, in a sense, dreamlike quality going on. It it was quite cleverly done actually, and I think I preferred it because I'm not seeing people play with lighting as much nowadays. Just has to be perfect lighting. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, like, just, like, normal bright studio lighting and stuff and everything's not too harsh and not too not, not too soft. Yeah, just yeah. well lit. Yeah. That, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's like where actually this kind of added the drama. You kind of also, I've noticed as well, shadows played quite a bit in mm-hmm. this. Yeah. So, like, obviously when she was, like, running away... The way that they kind of had to do it, so like a detective, there was like shadows to like the opening of the door, then the door closing and you could see her shadow on the floor. So all these little bits that added to the aspect of the film, which I really, really, really enjoyed. There's a bit of a thing where I think, well, this woman must be a bit stupid because John is following her. 
And to be honest, I'd be thinking at this point, this car's been following me for quite a while now. Mm. And he's not like he's even... He's trying to keep a little bit of a distance, but it's not like he's even trying to make it look not so obvious. It looks really obvious that he's following her, but she's apparently none the wiser. So that just made me feel like a bit of a game as well, because it's like, ooh, if I go a little bit too far, then they'll notice. Like, yeah. Mission failed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Almost>. <laughs> So it kind of gets this darkish twist where it's to do with Carlotta, Mm -hmm. which is Madeline's great-grandmother. And you can see like this obsession kind of growing with Madeline towards Carlotta. It seems that at one point you're not sure if Carlotta is kind of possessive over Madeline or if it's a case of she, Madeline is so drastically wanting to dig up her history to understand really wanting to be just like her how yeah she has her hair has the like the flower bouquet and all that stuff it's all she has her jewelry as well and it's like getting to a point of where it's like quite scary because this girl's seems quite normal when you talk to her but then she'll sit up sit and have a look at this picture of Carlotta for a while, staring at her. And then she'll say that she ha- she doesn't know about the museum. And, like, she's having these blips where of memory loss or somebody's taking over her body and doing these things while she's not realising it. That's mm-hmm. really where I thought it was going. Like, it was like a possession kind of thing. Like Yeah, like, but passively, not like a, some, like, exorcism thing where it's going like you know like no eyes bulging or it was like when she got to these certain places that her dominance of carlotta yeah kind of took took over okay. right. that's what it felt okay for me and i was like mm, i'm not sure if i like this because this kind of stuff kind of freaks me out mm-hmm. so i'm like hmm i got that strong vibes especially towards like the end where she's she was 26 wasn't she carlotta when she mm-hmm. killed herself and Madeline was 26 years old and it seemed that she wasn't in control of her own thoughts and her own feelings and her own actions sometimes, which is a bit concerning. So you do get another aspect of a bit of a romance, so to speak. It's a bit of a messed up romance though, isn't it? Yeah, he gets to a point where he's close by to her because he's like at the foot of the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. She's parked right at the edge of the waterfront. How would she not know that he's followed her? Followed her, because that's like super obvious. But it's kind of like that she's still going ahead with this. What attempts to be a suicide, really, but isn't really because she's just really just floating at the top of the water, and he still jumps in and saves her. And then this is where the sort of romance, if you want to call it that, blossoms and takes her back to his apartment and now I don't know if you noticed it assume that he undressed her yes without you know like I guess consent <laughs> really so I don't know how bare bones obviously because she didn't like oh like, oh like what am I doing here like she was started she wasn't like a, oh hi thanks for letting me stay mm. or anything so it's like it's a bit hmm <sighs> it did seem a bit strange that scene and but then I understand why he did it because obviously she was dripping wet she could have caught Pneumonia or something. 
Exactly, yeah. So he's done it out of a kindness somewhat. But even though he's been watching from afar and you can tell that he's kind of been... He's kind of enamoured with her, just enthralled. Intrigued as well as the beauty of her. I even put down at one point, I, I this really, really messed with my brain, this one did. I did not see any of this coming. So I even put, is she a ghost? Maybe she's like a figure of his imagination. Is she not real? Is it because of when he goes to take the phone call in his bedroom and then goes back out into his living room or whatever you want to call it and then she's gone? And yeah, so there was that scene. Also when she was in that hotel and she kind of was meant to be in that room but nobody was in there. Yeah. And then disappeared and vanished. And then my other thought was when they were in the woods and it was like kind of looking like... Yeah, where's she gone? Where's she gone? Yeah. But obviously she, it was made apparent then that she was... Again, that was another bit where that was sort of like blurry, dreamlike that mm. effect going on. But did, I did think maybe she was a ghost or a figure of somebody's imagination or did she go into like a ghost kind of the possession of like when she was closer to these places? I really was convinced that somebody was like... <laughs> ghostly or spiritual or something like that that was where i was going with this i was completely wrong it did creep me out a little bit but intrigued me at the same time but i think because of where my brain was going with it i creeped my own self yeah definitely yeah (laughs) so they kind of have a kiss scene don't they well it's very dramatic isn't it is this by the the seafront yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) yeah yeah that one yeah well to be fair i think again this is quite funny with old timey films (laughs) where they do that they they can sometimes do that like like really vigorous like kissing it's like not like a not how we would normally kiss in today's standards no it's not and it looks like she don't want him to kiss her like she's like "Mm, no but like kind of pretending she's enjoying it it's it's, it's slightly amusing but uh, (laughs) I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot where death is also played in this. So she thinks it's her time to die. She thinks, and she's playing like that card quite heavy, like, I don't want to die, but somebody wants me to die. And I can't stop it. And I have these dreams and it takes me to darkness. And so I was really believing her that this woman was like absolutely tapped, like, there was something obviously wrong with her. She, she either thought she was Carlotta sometimes, and she had maybe a split personality. But this is what I was thinking, where you know, like a bit schizophrenic, mm-hmm. where one minute she'd go into thinking she was somebody so, else, and, and then, then yeah, she'd come back to normal. Yeah. So I wondered if it was that, like she she had maybe mental illness issues or something. I was going through all of these because obviously we've watched quite a few films now where people haven't been that stable and you, they're yeah. not who they say they yeah. are and yeah. I was waiting for... Obviously, I think that this being as early as it was and, you know, films to come out later are very much inspired by the, you know, the way that Hitchcock of how, you know, a person's mental state can be. It's quite interesting how it shifts. So I thought the film was near enough on, on its way to the end when this scene happens as well, where obviously... What you made out to believe is that Madeline committed suicide, which is quite a horrible scene because he's trying to help her come over this by taking her to all these places where Carlotta has been or where 
what the links are to try and make her mentally sane again. And she's like, no, no, I've got to go into church. And she runs all up the stairs. And obviously he can't get to the top of the stairs. Because of his vertigo. And she chucks herself out of the window, which is quite a shocking, like, experience. I didn't think, though, he would do what he did next. I didn't think he would run away. I think it just looks a bit dodgy suspect, even if he... Because he wasn't at the top of the tower. For all they know, the people, obviously, by the point that the the people are like, oh, my God, there's a body on the roof mm. or whatever. And if they'd seen him, they'd be like, oh, well, he's just come down from the stairs, no matter what point he was at. He's, he's he's the one who's responsible for this, so it's like well, we've got to get it out then because I don't want to. It's not I haven't done anything. I don't want to get be culpable for all but this. But obviously he loved her. He was like quite obsessed. There was a lot of obsession going on. Yeah. It, from her with the Carlotta and him with, with her. her. Yeah. yeah just... And it then I was thinking, oh, that that's it. That's kind of like where it ends. Like she mm-hmm. dies and we don't know anymore. Yeah. Just for the idea of where we were with the birds where it just kind of ended. So I was yeah. wondering if it was going to be like that again, so I kind yeah. of prepared myself. Yeah. About this point, it's about, I reckon, well, it's over halfway, mm. certainly. So it's 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 kind of maybe like, maybe 70% of the way through the film and the, the lead lady is killed off, so mm. to speak. And then we now have him seemingly everywhere he goes now, like seeing... Anyone who so slightly resembles her, like, oh, is that her? And oh no, it's just somebody else. And... But didn't he get put into like a mental mm, yeah institution so. kind of thing where he's like, he's not, he's looking like he's a shell of a man. Like he's not even there, is he? he looks like again, it's probably just shock to the system about it all. But then, like you said, he does go out. Then he's just constantly obsessed with wanting to find her, even though I don't understand. Why he th- thinks he can find her when he did see the fact that she jumped out of the church tower. Like, why he's still clinging on to that so badly. Any person that wears green, any woman that's got blonde hair mm. and it's tied up, is like, it's her, it's her, it's yeah. her. Until he does actually stumble across this one woman that looks exactly like her okay. facially. Yeah. Obviously she's wearing different clothes and her hair's not the same style. And he kind of starts to get an obsession with her. It comes across quite creepy in a sense. Oh, really it? creepy. Like, yeah. But it's weird but, that she's allowing it to be creepy. Any normal woman would be like, no, I'm sorry, this is far too much. Yeah, okay, it's nice that I look like her and I resemble her, but I'm not her. And I don't want you thinking you're dating, yeah. you're dead. Love her, I yeah. guess you want to call it that, yeah. It's, it's, it's messed up. And yeah. at this point, I'm like, I think I'm getting a bit of a headache because it's like, this is so intense with what's going on. I, I didn't know what to think. So it turns out that this woman that he thinks looks like Madeline, called Judy, is actually Madeline, but not the wife of his acquaintance. Mm-hmm. It was a setup to cover the fact that he killed his wife. In order to gain her riches, I assume. Oh, just sick of her. I don't know. Broke her <laughs> yeah. neck, didn't he? And chucked yeah. her out of the window. So he knew that John's vertigo would let him down. At that key moment when she goes up the stairs. So that's when he chucks his wife's body off 
the tower in- instead of what he thinks is her. Yeah. And then I guess she thinks, right, well, that's done. The actress who's playing is mm. his wife. And she and then... kind of get tries to get away, doesn't she, from it and not be able to see him ever again. Tying back, though, to the fact that the wife looked different mm. kind of links to the hotel scene where it's like, well, actually, you saw her up there, who we thought. Mm. Yeah. But then the woman in the hotel went that she looked different. He was describing her and she was like, no, that's not how she looks. Mm-hmm. It's completely yeah. different. And it was like, actually, now that makes sense that actually maybe... Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that you... On a rewatch, she kind of go, well, yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah. But weirdly, I tied that to kind of quite quickly after everything yeah. kind of yeah. unraveled. Yeah. So we know this part and she's kind of, was going to write him a letter and run away mm. again, but she doesn't. She tries to hope that he'll love her as Judy. Yeah. Although he's still pushing the whole, right, you've got to look like... Sorry, but mm-hmm. if any man did this to me... To the very extreme of right, get the hair coloured that sense. You've got to wear this outfit. Yeah. And talk and walk like her. That's a bit. Yeah, that, no, that's a. Nope. It's getting to a no. bit of sick, <laughs> twisted. Yeah, perversion there. Yeah. But now I'm thinking, did he know all along it was her and he was just putting her through the ring? Or was he actually. I think really he was so obsessive with her, it didn't twig until that very last bit where she puts on that necklace. That's, that is the, the key point. That's why it kind of goes the way it goes at the, almost at the very end because it's like, oh, we're just gonna, not going to go to whatever Ernie's or whatever the point <laughs> was to go to uh, for food or whatever. He drives her to the the scene of the crime yeah. before. And then obviously that there's like revealing, I knew it was you kind of thing. Um, I couldn't get this far before, but now we're going to go all the way to the top. And then history repeats itself, oh, doesn't it? Yeah. I was like, literally, when this happened, I was like, what? Are you kidding me? So this weird character thing, basically, like, a shadow comes out, doesn't it? From weird character. The darkness. Yeah. And it's like... Oh, it's like death coming <laughs> to play. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But actually, it's just a nun. You know? Yeah, not a weird character. And then... Judy or Madeline, whatever you want to call yeah. her. Gets... Whoever you are, <laughs> if that's your real name. <laughs> She's a bit of a catfish, yeah. isn't she? Yeah, I guess so. But she gets a, I guess, a comeuppance in a way, you know, for doing wrong by him. She ends stringing him along. Getting... Yeah. Like, I went, why the hell has she chucked herself out of the window? Like, was... <laughs> and then you said, oh, well, maybe it's just fear or something like that. I think that's, that's why the whole dark figure in the thing is kind of, there otherwise it's kind of like shock like oh my gosh somebody's come to off me so i don't know i'd rather do it myself yeah. I don't... but that's where we're left and i do feel sorry and... for john like out of all of it i feel like he's had it the hardest and like he's lost her twice but we don't really know as to what how he coped you know, with, with that. that so it's i was a little bit like i can't actually believe what i've just watched mm-hmm. it's like it's just history repeated itself twice I was none the wiser that Judy wasn't Madeline, and Madeline had not, wasn't a completely different woman who we've never met. Mm-hmm. I was definitely convinced that this was the acquaintance's wife, and she she died, and that there was an affair going on, and yeah, all of this. But that wasn't true at all, and I felt like I was quite duped. 
and that's really what he's got really wanted you to do to play with that kind of thing like oh you've, you've been tripped here but it's so well done that you didn't kind of didn't see it coming really yeah i was definitely until... tricked what did you think when you first watched it did you twig to it or no of course did... no no didn't no it's definitely heavy in how it mm. plays out the storyline doesn't make it obvious about how things are going to go so what did you think was wrong with madeline well as i see it because of the fact that who she was playing you know like pretending to be this was all some clever ruse to all just to lead up to the fact of getting her up to the tower no that's fine but when you initially watched it did you think i guess i guess so i wasn't really I don't think I was in the same boat as you thinking it was some sort of spiritual possession type you not? thing. No, I think it was just unstable mind, really. And... Right, so like she was kind yeah. of flitting back yeah. and forth from yeah. it. It yeah. was more... That. Okay, because that, that did mess with me a little bit. And then so I'd kind of gone down a really different path mm-hmm. to then what actually was the film. So I'd already kind of screwed myself over before we'd even got to the twist yeah if that makes sense so then when we got to the twist i was like didn't see that coming and then i did not see the ending coming at all i don't know if you predicted not the first time but no 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 not one bit did you have a how did you see it ending i don't know that's the thing i didn't even know how how it could end right to even think of a different ending Mm -hmm. i didn't think she was going to die the second time I think he was going to find out and he wasn't going to be happy. Yeah. But I felt like that would be it, the kind of part and... Right, okay. That would be, you know, it wouldn't be that one of them had to die because of it. Right. But I just think I just... When it ended, I was just like, no idea what I've just watched. Not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. But trying to tie everything back together. Yeah. It was like a jigsaw that you kind of thought was complete. Then somebody's decided to just chuck it on the floor... Mm-hmm. And all your pieces are all the wrong way around, and there's some underneath the sofa that you can't even get to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> intense and full on. Oh, yeah. And definitely messes with your mind. <laughs> you really like the messy with your mind ones. Yeah, really intriguing. It makes you want to keep going back to see, like, all oh, right, if I piece this together, try and crack the code, obviously. And especially if. If you've not seen it for a while, like the sense of knowing sort of what was coming, but then having to think, right, okay, well, think about that. And is it, what is that the way that person says that's mm. particular something going to play and later on in the film and those kind of things? I so think I'll definitely enjoy it the second time around. I think that will be more enjoyable. I felt a little bit emotionally drained at the end a bit of a roller coaster isn't it massively a roller coaster i was just like (sighs) and you like kind of looked at me and you think you wanted a response of me and i don't really think i gave (laughs) you one and normally i do Mm -hmm. i have an opinion on everything and um, you can't say this is as well not as predictable as say fight club for example where you figured that out within i'm glad i did with fight club because i think i don't like how it like leaves me emotionally once I've finished watching the film like I remember watching Shutter Island and I was like no no yeah. he's definitely not that man and I'm mm-hmm. like no I'm, I, I think I get too invested in the character so then when I get tricked I get a little bit 
annoyed. <laughs> yeah, that you have been, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then emotionally kind of unstable because I'm like, well, I've just been believing all of this. Yeah, don't go jumping off any <laughs> church towers now, will you? Because you're feeling unstable. <laughs> I'll try not to. Will you be able to get me because you're not really good with heights, are oh, you? Oh, yeah, don't worry. I'm not that dizzy and I'm going up high places, so. But, yeah, so I did actually say to you, I think I feel like I need to watch something a little bit cheery to kind of get me feeling a little bit normal because I was like, I don't know how I feel. Mm. Not in a bad way, but just it literally messed with every single emotion of mine. Master of Suspense strikes again. <laughs> so, with that it being said, what's mm-hmm. your scoring? So, I think for this one, I would probably score it an eight and a half. Fun enough, that's the same for me as well. Is it? Yeah. High five. <laughs> it is really a good film to watch, and I actually straight away recommended it to my sister. I was like, oh, you're going to have to watch this film. And I don't normally do that to kind of anybody if if I don't think it's a good film for somebody to watch. Mm. So I didn't actually say to Sarah to watch Rear Window. She likes to watch a lot of like, crime drama things, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, she loves a good twist as well, yeah. so that'll be really, really something that she'll enjoy. For my reason for giving it 8.5, it gets you so, like, I, I, you can't fathom what the, the story's going to be, and it just that level of intrigue is is really up there and you kind of like the, the way that James Stewart goes through this thing you can't weigh him up as like you know that he's he's the good guy but mm. there's times where you kind of like going oh this is a bit sketchy you know like you're getting a bit too involved with this woman and being too obsessed kind of makes you feel a little bit cringy like it is a bit of a bit creepy and because of how kind of creepy it is you don't know how to, I don't know how to feel about it really but that's not to take away from the fact that it's a really good story and like say some of the location shots are really really pretty and lighting mm. on parts of thing especially like the color green mm-hmm. is used quite a lot I really enjoyed seeing that kind of the way that the colour played out within the film. It was quite cleverly done and how it was associated with just that one character, so Judy or Mel- uh, Madeline. Mm-hmm. I think that was cleverly quite done. I've noticed in the older films, it seems that colour is played a hell of a lot more than what we do with colour nowadays. Yeah, in certain films it is still tried to be used predominantly. I do try and look out for things like that in even some modern films these days if there's if there's anything worth noting about, especially if it's more like a, it's a drama, thriller mm. type of film because it's a bit more easy to focus on something like that rather than just like a, I think he's maybe saying monsters where it's like smashy, smashy, no time for focus on that. It's just, it's, <laughs> just fighting going on here. Yeah. So. So I'm really, really enjoying the Hitchcock month. So we've only got one more one left. left. Now I don't know what I don't know what to expect with this one. No, I'm not going to really spoil anything for you too much with this one. I don't know if you know already know much about it anyway from pop culture or anything like that because it's like when people 
hear the name Hitchcock, they immediately think this film is like his probably his most famous one. So. Have you left the best till last, last have you? What if intention? I think it's rubbish? You'd be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what we'll have to find out next time, I suppose, and see what I think. But I won't find think you oh it's rubbish. Be disappointed in you or anything like that. But it's just I just be interested to think up what you think out of all of them. What I think what, we know what, already. Think, but um, unless this one's gonna <laughs> have anything on rear window, I feel like rear window is right. Well, we might do like a recap on everything on of everything we've covered at the end of the next time as well. So sounds good to me. Well, yeah. I'm hoping you all enjoyed. What I had to say, and definitely if you haven't seen Vertigo, go see it. Or not go see it, try and watch it somehow. Well, thank you very much for listening. And you can listen to our other episodes on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you might get podcasts from. And of course, you can find us on social media platforms under SP Film Viewers, on Instagram. Twitter and Facebook. Hope you've enjoyed and we will have our final Hitchcock film review up next week. Yep, so look out for that and we'll speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Take care everyone. Bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.